You're listening to the Diary Discoveries podcast brought to you by Sally'sDiaries.com. Now here's your hosts, Sally Ivey and Jeff Richards. Okay, you're going to hear this from me a lot about how excited I am about Vic and Violet's diary. But the more this diary goes on and the more we start sharing with you, the more excited I do get. And last episode, April's episode, you notice we called it the calm before the storm. But that is a perfect name for it because May through December, her entries really are pretty exciting and pretty powerful. And so we're just both excited to share this with you. Yeah, and and May's going to lead off with a pretty packed month. Yes, it is. Which brings us to the emails and the messages we've been getting. A consistent theme has been that people are enjoying this, which we thank you so much for the positive comments. And we're really happy to hear that people are enjoying this creative project of ours. It's always nice to hear that. It really is. And But the consistent theme has been like, wow, it's kind of hard to wait. And yeah, uh, I think Netflix has spoiled us all for when they release an entire season of a show or something like that. And so uh, everyone that falls into this loving instant gratification, well, this is a practice in delayed gratification. Almost like you used to do, and I'm dating myself, when I'd watch TV and we'd have the DVR and we could record it, but shows would only come out once a week. Yeah, and they're still doing that. And they're still doing that. But you know, it's... It is hard. It is hard to wait, but there's a good reason we're doing this. Yeah. As we said earlier, we're still in the process of researching aspects of this diary. And without telling you exactly what we're looking for, we will tell you that new things could pop up. And we have a very nice lady back in Bennington. Her name is Sarah. Mm -hmm. And she is doing some research for us. So additional information could come up in the middle, and we want to be able to put that in. And we'll let you know a little bit more about Sarah and what she's doing later on in some of the episodes. But the other reason is, is we've got an interview that's going to be coming up with uh, an author. And so it's setting up those interviews, getting those recorded. But all of this is fun. I mean, it's great fun for us. So thank you all for being so patient and waiting for every Sunday of the episodes. And for those of you listening, this is just really a blessing to both of us. It's just been so much fun hearing your comments, too. Absolutely. What do you think, Sally? I think it's time for us to get back to Violet's Diary, May 1934 in Bennington, Vermont. Let's do it. Wednesday, May 2nd. Sad day for the town. Robert Frost's daughter Marjorie died a few days after childbirth. The entire town is grieving. Kay and I sent flowers. Felt they have been through so much this week. Thursday, May 3rd. Marvelous day. Shopped for new lamp at Cushman's. $3.75. Not the best, but at least I can read in bed. Started new book, The Secret of the Old Clock. I like the fact that Violet's a reader. I do too, and mysteries. 
Yeah. Well, and she wrote about picking up this book, The Secret of the Old Clock, and it turns out that this was the very first Nancy Drew book in the series. So Nancy Drew, who's that? Well, she was a female character that solved mysteries in her hometown. And uh, all of these books, there was like the Hardy Boys, the Bobsy Twins, Rover Boys, they were all put out by the Stratemeyer Syndicate. And the Nancy Drew series were all written by Carolyn Keene, which was a pseudonym for different authors. And here's a fun fact about that book. The book that Violet read, in it, the main character, Nancy Drew, was 16. The book was rewritten in 1959, and they changed Nancy's age to 18. Which just totally surprises me, and I'm, I've been trying to figure out why would they do that? Well, the only thing I could think of was that in 1959, the age of 18 would have been maybe more relevant because a 16-year-old girl wouldn't be doing the things that Nancy did. And if you had a young teenager in 1959 reading these books, possibly you'd want to see a, an 18-year-old going out and... It would make more sense, yes. possibly. So, you know, people grew up faster in the older days. And so in 1930, a 16-year-old could have been doing these things. And it seemed, oh, yeah, sure. you know. Which brings me to, I just want to read a few of the titles of these books. So The Secrets of the Old Clock, The Hidden Staircase, The Mystery at Lilac Inn, The Secret at Shadow Ranch. And then there's one, I have to say it, The Clue in the Diary. Oh, wow. Every time I look up diaries on eBay or trying to search for them. So you put in diary. Nancy Drew's book, The Clue in the Diary, always comes up in the searches. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I so it's you can see these are all little mysteries and uh just telling about Nancy Drew. Yeah, and, and Violet uh, she'd already read another mystery, so maybe that's to her liking. Yeah. Well then we need to talk about Robert Frost. Yes. I knew very little. I knew Robert Frost was a poet. I knew very little about his life. We learned that he lived in South Shaftesbury, which is very close to Bennington. There's a museum there, actually. His house is a museum that you can go and visit. And when I went to study him, I found this, and I want to just read this very quick thing about Robert Frost. There was no limit to the grief Frost endured in his lifetime. He lost his father to tuberculosis when he was 11 and his mother to cancer when she was just 26. His younger sister died in a mental hospital, and his wife, Eleanor, suffered from cancer, then died due to heart failure. And then we hear about Marjorie. Right. His daughter dying. Violet wrote that Robert Frost's daughter, Marjorie, died, and she lived and died in Montana, but the whole town was grieving. So, And then you can see why, you know, possibly he wrote so many incredible poems, you know, he had suffered so much that, you know, a lot of that is in his poetry. And one of his most famous poems, The Road Not Taken. I had never read that poem until today. It's beautiful. It really is. And it was one of his most popular poems of yeah. all times. All right. Well, we'll continue on with Violet. Friday, May 4th. S is bloating up like a balloon. She can hardly move and has four months to go. Goes to the bathroom every five minutes. Baby's lying on her bladder. Kay and I to help her get baby room ready. 
Saturday, May 5th. Baked most of the day. Laundry, mopping. Vic wants to start looking for a house to buy. I'm so excited. Sunday, May 6th. Looked at several houses. One on Monument Avenue. One on Dewey. Vic says he does not like to be so close to town. Wants country. Plenty of space. Guess living in New York City makes you want open spaces. Monday, May 7th. Did not work. Drove around the area looking for perfect house. Vic says if he finds the right house, he will knock on the door and make them an offer, even if it isn't for sale. For the right price, they will move. So Vic wants to move closer to Violet. They want to move in together. And he doesn't want to be close to town. He wants a little space. I wonder why. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And then this entry. I, I just need to read it. Did not work. Drove around area looking for perfect house. Vic says if he finds the right house, he will knock on the door and make them an offer, even if it isn't for sale. For the right price, they will move. What's the right price? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting entry. Oh my goodness, yes. And I suppose, you know, that could be true of anybody for the right price. I mean, you never thought of moving maybe and somebody says, name your price and you give him some sky high amount if he's willing to pay it. But the other part of that that I kind of looked into was that he's kind of saying, yeah, they'll... We can make people do what they want. Yeah, like trust they, me. Like he's used to seeing that in action. And getting his way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, very interesting. And what if they find a house? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tuesday, May 8th, worked. Vic headed back to New York City for a few days to get things ready for him to move here. It will be swell to have him around. My heart flutters just thinking of him being with me every day. Wednesday, May 9th, Kay told me of a house in country for sale. Went to look at it. Sits on a hill on Route 7 heading to New York State. Beautiful house, but don't think Vic will like it. We'll show him when he returns. Bed early. Red. Thursday, May 10th, long day at work. Rheumatic fever has hit town. Family is under quarantine. Exhausted and saddened. Wish Vic was here to hold me. Friday, May 11th. Vic returned with boxes. Says once we find a house, he will have plenty of storage. He said, we? My body trembles with delight. Or is that apprehension? Saturday, May 12th. Kay thinks Jay is going to ask her to marry him. Said she heard Vic talking to him about a ring. Wouldn't it be grand to have a double wedding? Hell's bells, what a grand time. Tuesday, May 15th. So far, no proposal for Kay. She is getting depressed. If he doesn't ask her soon, she's going to ask him. Funny, she would be the first woman to ask a man. Wednesday, May 16th. Bought a bunch of flowers, gave to Kay to cheer her. She wished it was a wedding bouquet. I swear she's like a bulldog, gets an idea and won't let it go. So Catherine, man, she is not letting this go. She wants Johnny G to propose. She's got an idea. She's got an idea. But more importantly, 
Vic is moving awful fast. And in that comment on Friday, the 11th, you know, when she says Vic returned with boxes, says once we, she capitalizes the we and puts it in quotations. Mm -hmm. So it's important to her. Oh, it's big. That he's saying we. Yeah. She wrote, he said, we, my body trembles with delight. Or is that apprehension? She's not sure. Yeah. How could she be at this point? Yeah. Especially because he's saying, we need to look for a house. I'll take, you know, whatever house, if I like it, I am going to make sure it's available. They're looking on Route 7. And will another stranger come to the door? That is a really good question. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Right. Well, Violet also mentioned that rheumatic fever has hit the town and that families were under quarantine. And she'd been working at the hospital, and of course, and seeing these people. Rheumatic fever isn't something that we really deal with too much in the United States. And it's an inflammatory disease that can develop from strep throat or scarlet fever if it's not properly treated. So bacterial infection, and it can affect your heart, your joints, your brain. It can mess you up. And so they were dealing with it then, and we don't deal with it much modern time in this country, but in other countries, it's still a thing. Right. So Thankfully, we don't deal with it. Yeah. Well, there's those 10 days of entries, and we're about halfway through, so let's get back to Violet. Thursday, May 17th, Mrs. A in tears. Sherman got out, chased trash truck, and was run over. Not much left to poor Sherman. Mrs. A scooped him up and took him inside. She wailed for hours. Friday, May 18th, Mrs. A had a little service in yard for Sherman, buried with favorite toy. Very moving, even if it was for a pain-in-the-ass dog. Sherman got greedy. Sherman the dog. Took on the garbage truck and lost. He did. In a big way. I feel bad for Mrs. A. Yeah. Well, if he had just stuck to human ankles, he'd probably still be around. Probably would. No. uh, The garbage truck got him. No more Sherman. You know, maybe we should just take the slightest moment of silence. I'm going to miss that dog. I'd be telling a lie. What a terrible lie. Saturday, May 19th, Vic home, showed house to him, did not like it. Found house on Route 7 leading towards Shaftesbury. Plenty of space nestled in the woods. Beautiful old home, colonial style. Huge rooms. Sunday, May 20th, Vic made offer to owners of house. They accepted and are moving right away to town. It sure is grand, needs work. Large staircase, den, parlor, kitchen, pantry on first floor. Second has four large bedrooms and complete bath. Large enough for two. Root cellar, Vic to make wine cellar. Zowie! Monday, May 21st. Vic all excited about new house. Plans on bathroom, on first floor, new appliances, at a three-car garage. He's like a kid. I must say, I am also excited. He still says we, but I have not heard marriage proposal yet either. So now we all remember that entry 
a little bit before this, where Vic says if he finds the right house, he's going to just make an offer and they'll accept. Well, they did. He found the right house on Route 7, made an offer to the folks, and they're moving out. And that really fun thing that we've been trying to do, haven't found it yet, but I have been searching old colonial homes between Bennington, Vermont, and Shaftesbury, Vermont, because uh, she gives a very good detail of these homes. She says it's leading towards Shaftesbury, plenty of space nestled in the woods, beautiful old colonial style. She says it needs work, has a large staircase, den, parlor, kitchen, pantry on the first floor. Second floor has four large bedrooms and a complete bath, large enough for two, and a root cellar. So we've been kind of researching, and I even thought, are the two photos that came with the diary, do they have something to do with this house that Vic has decided to buy? Don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll continue looking, Mm -hmm. see what we can find. And please, anybody. If you live in the area, if you're interested in the area, if you want to help me research and look, do and get a hold of us. I'd please do. <laughs> love it. Yes, yes, please yeah. do. There's Let's so not much. forget that Violet says, Zowie. Oh, Zowie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Wednesday, May 23rd. Bonnie and Clyde killed today. Took over 187 bullets to kill them. Vic in foul mood over news. Says you can't trust anyone. Does that include me? They're in Texas, so why upset him? I stayed out of his way today. Thursday, May 24th. Vic apologized for being foul yesterday. I got anxious over a new house again. Left for New York City again. We'll return with building plans so we can start on house. Wednesday, May 30th. Memorial Day. Locals have decorated the streets and had a parade. So happy. Vic has plans for house and is hiring builders to complete them before we move in. Still no sign of a ring for Kay or me. You know, I'm constantly saying and referring to the fact that this whole world of reading other people's diaries is sometimes stranger than fiction or it just gets kind of crazy. And some really interesting things happened in the process So Jeff is an avid reader, and he's constantly, I'm living vicariously through him because I would love to read books and novels, but I'm so busy reading other people's diaries that I don't have a chance. Well, long before we decided to do this series on Violet and Vic, you picked up a book from the library and decided to read it, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I've been following this author, Jeff Gwynn, and I started off with his book about Jim Jones and the People's Temple. And... I love the way this guy writes. So I'm going through some of his books. And of course, one of them was called Go Down Together, the true untold story of Bonnie and Clyde. This guy really is a fascinating writer. His research is incredible. And I'm going to read to you just a little bit on the inside jacket about this book. Forget everything you think you know about Clyde Barrow and Bonnie Parker. Previous books and films, including the brilliant 1967 movie starring Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, have emphasized the supposed glamour of America's most notorious criminal couple, thus contributing to ongoing mythology. The real story is completely different and far more fascinating. And you couldn't have said it better than that. This book is fantastic. 
So Violet wrote on Wednesday, May 23rd, that Bonnie and Clyde were killed today. Took over 187 bullets to kill them. Vic in foul mood over news. Well, I looked up that day in the Bennington Evening Banner, which was the paper that Violet has written she's read. And sure enough, there it is on the front page. And when I say Bonnie and Clyde, what do you think, Sally? What comes to mind? What comes to mind right now is very different since you've read that book than what I thought before. My mind always thought of Bonnie and Clyde as what I saw in the movies or that they were just ruthless gangsters and they killed tons of people and they went out with, well, they did go out in a fiery spree of bullets with their car. And that car and the pictures of them inside, you can see photos of that on the web. But until you started telling me about their past and what happened with them and why they became who they are, I really didn't know the full story, and I'm so glad I do now. Yeah, it's, of course, it's very complicated, but very interesting, because many things contributed to this. But also, the newspapers and the way things were reported, people just talking word of mouth. Embellished. Yeah, their reputation was so much more than it really was in reality. And they were credited with other crimes that they didn't commit. So the ones that they did commit were bad enough. And they were taken out. It was a matter of the police knew that he wasn't going to go down without shooting because he wasn't going back to prison. Well, didn't you also tell me he told Bonnie that? They knew it. Don't stay with me. Um, Yeah. At one point, they both knew they were going to die. Yeah. It it was, they talked about it to their family. So if you want to learn more about them, it's a fascinating story. And again, it's something that, Even today, people say, Bonnie and Clyde, and, you know, Mm -hmm. you have this idea of what it is. And a lot of times, you know, reality is far different. But uh, Jeff Gwynn, fantastic writer, and you would love the book. So, you know, my question is, why did this upset Vic so much? Why was he in such a foul mood and he even says you can't trust anyone? I mean, these were criminals. Yeah. They murdered people. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Vic's saying, I just don't trust this. And she's even questioning, you know, they're in Texas. Why would he be so worried about it? Yeah. And she even says, when he said, I can't trust anyone, she says, does it include me? That's right. Yeah. Very interesting. Something to think about and ponder over. She stayed out of his way Mm -hmm. today. (laughs) So very interesting about that. Yes. All right. And just gives us another clue into uh, Vic's character a little bit. Yeah, his mindset. His mindset. Mm -hmm. Sally, there were some noteworthy entries in Violet's May diary. It was so full. Like we said at the beginning, there are a lot of things that are going to be happening. Yeah, a lot more coming up. Vic apologized, though. Yeah. For being so upset about Bonnie and Clyde. And I think he... Made up for it because they're getting ready to renovate the house or he's getting ready to spend a lot of money on that house. And he's got the money. And he's got the money from the garbage business, of course. Very profitable. Oh, very profitable. Yes, of course. Some sad things, too, that happened. Marjorie Frost passed away. Um, That was rather sad, but it was very interesting learning about Robert Frost and his family. So Mm -hmm. there was that. Sherman. Well. It was sad, wasn't it, Jeff? Jeff? Yes. 
Sad. It was. We don't get to hear about Sherman anymore. I'm going to miss him. The little ankle biter. Yeah, the little <laughs> ankle biter. So Sherman only had, you were keeping score, remember? Yeah, well, his his last mark is was a doozy. So. Yeah. So. Mr. Uh, M, he could still come up later. He could still come up and uh, there's maybe eventually new ones. So this has been fun. It's been fun for me. I know oh, that yeah. much. Well, and we thank you for listening. And we'll be back in a week with June's entries. And again, there'll be more photos posted on my website at sallysdiaries.com. And if you want to get a hold of us, it's at diarydiscoveries at gmail.com. So thanks for listening to May, everybody. Thank you. 